Blueprint Podcast. I am your host, Melvin Banks. Buckle up, it's time to enjoy the journey. So it's good to be back with you guys uh, here in this Sunday afternoon. Um, looking forward to sharing a couple of things. Hopefully you all have had a, a really good week um, as you, you're getting into uh, the start of a brand new one here. So why don't we uh, just dive right in today uh, because I'm, I'm excited about today's, uh, today's show. I wanted to share a couple of points, uh, something that I've been thinking about here um, for the last, uh, last few days really because um, I think that there are a lot of things for each of us to be excited about, um, especially the fact uh, uh, that, that it is the middle of, or we're, we're full bore in to football season. Uh, those of you who have known me for any period of time, you know that I absolutely love football. So uh, this is a good opportunity for me to share some of the little pieces or, or nuggets of truth and wisdom that uh, the sport of football has taught me in life, and I always enjoy doing that um, because I think that uh, I think that football is a whole lot more than a game. I think that it's something um, that any any young person who has had the the opportunity to play football understands just how impactful it could be on one's life. Um, it, it, it's more than it's more than about being, being or becoming an athlete. It's more than about uh, simply playing sports. Football is uh, very parallel to life in many ways. There, there are so many things that we can learn from the game of football. We learn a lot about uh, being, being a part of a team, about what it is to develop oneself, to, to grow, to, to go through victory and defeat, uh, to understand how to process both and how to grow from both of those situations. We learn a lot about what it is to sacrifice for other individuals. Um, but I think there's one particular aspect of football that I think tells us a whole lot about life. And <clears throat> it really lays out uh, some foundational truths about life that we could take away and apply um, as we walk through it. And uh, I don't know if you've watched any football games recently or if you're even a fan of football, but one thing that you'll always notice as you watch a, a football game, of course, there are four quarters to a football game. And you see a common theme whenever you get to the, the, the back end of a football game. Whenever you get to quarter number four, there's always a very common theme that you see playing out, whether you're watching... Uh, well, particularly in college. You don't see it so much in the NFL, but if you're watching a high school game or a college game, you'll, you'll notice something whenever you get to the fourth quarter of a football game. Um, you'll, you'll notice that uh, whenever you get to the fourth quarter of a football game, typically you see the teams on both sides. They all come together, and usually the, the coach is at the center of the group, and you see the, the, the athletes all sitting there and they're chanting, they're yelling, and you know, they're, they're, they're getting themselves prepared for the final quarter, and you see four fingers go up in the air. And they start chanting about, you know, fourth quarter. Uh, there, there's something uh, very powerful in that, because, uh, you know, you're taught whenever you play football that 
things can happen in the fourth quarter. You never give up in a football game because throughout the four quarters of the game, there are very, very special things that can happen if you continue to stick to it, if you, if you uh, decide to, to push yourself through all of the challenges and no matter how difficult things may get during the game. I, I remember one of my high school coaches um, used to always tell us miracles happen in the fourth quarter. That's why you never give up no matter how far behind you may be in a game. Things can happen in the fourth quarter that you never anticipated. And really it's this, this rallying cry that uh, you're taught in the game of football about the, the, the power of resilience, uh, of what it, what it means to, to stick with things no matter how difficult or challenging they may become. And uh, th there's something about that that applies to life. And in fact, whenever we look at football and we look at life, there's one thing that I realized as I was preparing for today's show, and that is uh, they're actually... Just like there are four quarters in a football game, there are four quarters of life. Now, I want you to think about this. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here, but just stick with me as I kind of walk through this, and it'll all make sense to you. See, there, there are four very distinct quarters of life that we, that we experience and go through. Now, much like a football game, each one of those quarters kind of unfolds differently. Uh, each one of those quarters gives us something different that we have to that we have to go through that we have to grow through that we have to learn from and i want to walk through the four quarters of life that we go through and the importance of being resilient and the importance of the fourth quarter because i believe that for most of us who are watching uh, we are smack dab in the fourth quarter of life now I know many of you right now, you're sitting here trying to do math and you're trying to break it down <laughs> based upon years, and it doesn't really break down that way. Uh, I think there, there are four distinct quarters, but it's not determined by exactly by uh, what, what year you are in life or what your age is. I think that it breaks down into stages. For example, quarter one is our childhood. And if you think about this, when, when we're in our childhood, that is essentially the first quarter of life. And, you know, childhood, you could assign whatever number you want to assign to it, whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night, you go ahead and you put a number on it. I'm not going to worry about the number. I, I think that, more importantly, if, if we look at those formative years, the learning stages of life. Now, see, it, this, is, this is the filling out process. A lot like a football game, whenever you get into a football game, Typically, most coaches, and I coached youth football for a long time, I played a lot of football in my life, and most coaches script the game. So what does that mean? So they have a certain script of plays that they've already written down, that they've already documented. They said, okay, when the game starts, we're going to run these plays, because based upon everything that we know, we think that these plays are going to help us to be successful. Now, it's a learning process in that childhood stage because we're going through and we're running those, those scripted plays. It's the stuff that we've been taught by our parents, the things that, that we've learned in school. We're going through and utilizing the information that we've gathered from the world and we're applying it to our lives. And we're trying to fill things out and figure things out. Does this actually work? 
Uh, I, I believe all of us have probably sat there at some point in life uh, in our early years and we, we looked at our parents or we looked at our teachers or some other influential person in our life and said, you know what, they're telling me all this, but does that really work? And so we try all these different things out during those formative years, uh, dur during the first quarter. We want to see what's going to work and what's not. What, what, what things actually help us to be successful, what, what things don't, what things are true and what things aren't. So we go through quarter one and we're, we're trying to take in as much information as we can. We're trying to learn as much as we can. And we gain a lot of insight and a lot of, a lot of information from that. And then we move into stage two, which is our adolescence. Now, our adolescence, that's a lot like, uh, a lot like two-a-days. Now, for those of you who played football, um, you know that two-a-days is pretty grueling. It, it's, it's very grueling, in fact. Uh, Whenever we were we were growing up back, man, I, I sound like I'm getting old. Whenever I was growing up back in my day, <laughs> whenever we practiced football, uh, you would have two a days in, in August. Growing up in Southwest Louisiana, two a days during August, you're talking about 90 degree temperatures, 95 degrees with 100 percent humidity uh, every single day, and you're out there and you're sweating and and it's flat out miserable. And two-a-days does a couple of things to you. Uh, it, it develops you, it refines you, it, it helps you to, to go through challenges and difficulties because you're going to have to go through some hardship and some struggles in order to understand what you're truly made of. And so two-a-days is kind of designed to help you understand who you are, to help you understand how far you could push yourself because a lot of people and, and you, you know, we're, we're all one of them, whenever I say a lot of people, we think we can only go so far. But what we find whenever we go through a process of development, when we go through two-a-days, that, that those early years uh, in life, when we go through our adolescent stage, we, we start to learn a lot of things about ourselves. We start to realize, you know what, hey, I'm pretty good at that. I could push myself pretty hard at this. I could do things a little better than I thought I could. We, we start to learn and grow, and, and we start to gain an understanding of who we are as we go through the adolescent stage. And, uh, you know, it's not always fun. <laughs> Some of the best and worst times of my life were, were when I was, a, a, you know, a, a teen. You know, I, I, I had some great moments and some where they weren't so great. There, there were a lot of really grueling days in there where I wish I could uh, just have a mulligan. I wish I could start everything over. Um, but, you know, sometimes it, life doesn't roll out that way. We can't always hit the reset button on, on things uh, whenever we make bad decisions or, or poor choices. But uh, we definitely learn some things in the process. So quarter two is adolescence. That's that part in life where we start to really understand who we are and what we're capable of. We start to start to develop our own identity. We start to gain confidence in ourselves. Or if we consistently stumble, we lose confidence in ourselves. We could have that happen as well. And if we're not taught how to process those, those failures during those moments, we lose sight of how important it is to learn how to fail. Now, what I mean by that, Failure is far more important than winning, and, and I think that's important for all of us to realize. It is far more important for us to understand 
that failure is an important process in the growth phase. Because if we learn how to process failure properly, it's going to be the stepping stone to success and the victory. We have to understand that it's a necessary part. Failure is, we, we have to stop teaching young people while I'm on this subject. We have to stop teaching young people to be afraid of failure. I, I say we should embrace it. We should run toward it. We should, we should try everything we can regardless of how ill-prepared we are, ill-equipped we are to do it. Because the only way we're going to understand just how not ready we are, what we need to develop in, how we need to grow, is if we actually try to do it. So that's what those two-a-days in that adolescence phase is about. We, we learn and grow. We, we develop a sense of confidence. We, we grow to understand what needs to be done to move to the next level. And then, of course, we move to quarter three in life. Now, quarter three is an exciting time because uh, the, there, there's a lot going on. So this is our young adult life, the, the, the phase that, now, again, I said I'm not going to assign any number to it. But, you know, if you look at between that 23 to 40-ish, those years, um, you know, I think those are what I call prime time. Because there are a number of things that happen during those years. Just think about your life. Whenever you're in those those years of your life, whenever you're in that that prime time, young adulthood, and you're going through, you, you have everything that you need at that stage of your life. Think about this. When we become young adults or adults, we start to accumulate resources. We, we've already been through the learning phase, so we've learned, we've gathered a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom. We start to get a better understanding about life, and then we get to the point where we could start trying to, you know, figure things out and make some decisions. Then you go through the adolescent phase. You start to understand a little more about who you are. You, you've developed uh, that sense of confidence. You, you, you have your own identity at this point. You've been through the process a little bit. So now you, you've kind of been refined. You've gotten to a point where... You understand what it takes just a little bit. You understand what it takes to, to do whatever it is God has put you here to do. You start to start to grow. You start to develop. You have some resources now. And when you're in prime time, that, that's the stage where you can make huge leaps forward in life. You, you, now, I, I want you to be careful here. Because in quarter three, in prime time, we can make huge, huge leaps forward. <laughs> But sometimes whenever you take the chances to make a huge leap, you could also take a huge step back. Now, I want you to think about that. And that uh, it's neither good nor bad. I'm, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying sometimes whenever you take a chance, whenever you, you take a risk, whenever you, you, you take a big step forward, there's always going to be the opportunity for us to make a mistake. To, to do things that we didn't want to do necessarily or things that we didn't think through. So uh, this is a very unique time for us, for, for those of us who, who are in that prime time where, you know, we're, we're in that stage of life where we've accumulated some wisdom. We, we've felt a, a pretty strong sense of confidence about who we are. We, we've accumulated the resources to actually begin doing things and building a life that we've we've envisioned for ourselves and so now we could start taking these big steps forward but not everybody does that at, at that stage and then that's 
when fourth quarter comes in. Now, I want you to think about this. Think about a football game. So you go through the first three quarters of the game. You have the filling out phase in, in quarter one. In, in quarter two, you start to have an understanding now of, of how the game is going to unfold, what things you need to do to be successful. Things are kind of playing out one way or the other. Quarter three, you've made adjustments, right? So really, at, at, right at that third quarter, you've made some adjustments after you've realized what things do and don't work. And we get to fourth quarter. Now the score, you might, be, you might be ahead or you might be behind at this point in the game. I want you to think about that. that. That's up to you to determine where you are. You might be ahead on the scoreboard or you might be a little bit behind. If you're like me, you're probably thinking, I'm not far enough ahead or I'm a little bit behind. I'm not exactly where I want to be. And I'm always one of those who, who's always feeling like I'm not exactly where I want to be. I want to keep pushing. I want to get a, a, a little further uh, ahead in the game. I want to push myself harder. I want to see what I'm capable of. So we get to the fourth quarter. Now, there are some things about the fourth quarter that we really have to understand. Whenever we get to the fourth quarter of life, this is, this is the last quarter. This is when we, we, we understand that there is a sense of urgency about things. See, whenever you get to the fourth quarter of a football game, time becomes of the essence. You only have 15 minutes left to do whatever it is you're going to do to ensure that you win the game. Think about that for just a moment. We only have 15 minutes in that fourth quarter of a football game to determine if we're going to make the decision to do what's necessary to win. Now, in life, it's very similar. See, none of us knows exactly how much time we have on the clock in the fourth quarter. That's, that's the, the, the most important thing. There's no set amount of time. We don't get to age 40, 45 and say, okay, I've got X number of years. There's no guarantee. If you were blessed enough to get to this point, I, I say you, you throw two deuces in the air. You say, thank you, God, for giving me another day. Thank you for putting the air in my lungs. Now help me to do what it is you put me here to do. That's when all of a sudden the, the sense of urgency about life kicks in. We start to understand that nothing is guaranteed and that God has put us here for a purpose. There's something revitalizing that comes with the understanding that the clock is running out. Now, don't, don't get all panicked on me and don't think, well, geez, Melvin, that's grim. But I do want us to understand one thing. None of us is going to be here forever. I paused with intention. None of us is going to be here forever. None of us knows exactly how much time we get. The clock is against each and every one of us at this point. So there, there's a sense of urgency that we have to begin living with whenever we're in the fourth quarter. The sense of urgency and understanding that God's given us another day, and we don't know how many more we're going to get. There's the understanding that at some point, we're going to have to give an account for what we did with the time we had, how we played the game. You know, there was nothing that was more intimidating whenever I played football than, than film study on, on, you know, it was Saturday in high school, uh, Sunday in college. Whenever you sit down and you have to do film study and you sit there with all the coaches 
and you're, you're breaking down what happened in the games or uh, e even in practice. You're breaking down and reviewing the film, looking at what you did in practice, how you perform. There's going to be a moment in time when all of us are going to have to sit across from God and he's going to break down the film. We're going to have to sit down and go through play by play with what we did with the time that we had here. And that is a sobering reminder of the urgency that we have to live with. The importance of being deliberate in everything that we do. We can't just go through the motions and win in life. See, the fourth quarter does, does a couple of other things for us. One, it, it reveals our character. Whenever we have to go through all of the challenges, especially if we, we take a look at our own life and we feel like, man, I'm behind in the game. I'm not where I want it to be. Whenever we have that situation unfold before us, the fourth quarter puts our heart on display. What do we have ticking right in here? Is it going to compel us to say, you know what? It doesn't matter what happened in quarters one through three. I can't change that. But I can change what I do in the fourth quarter. It could change how, how I approach things. It could change the effort that I put into playing the game. It could change the way that I live and wake up each day. I could wake up with a whole lot more energy and, and passion and excitement about the day that God has given me and say, Father, what are you going to help me to do today? What do you want me to do? Just, just show me where to go and what to do, and I'm after it. So we have to approach life with that idea, with that, that thought process. In the fourth quarter, the game is on the line. The game is on the line. We have to make the decision that now we're going to push through. We're going to find out everything that we need to find out about ourselves in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is about finding the courage and the grit to finish strong. Now, I've, I've probably shared before uh, that I've run a few marathons in my life. Um, <laughs> I think I've run full marathons. I've run three or four of them at, at this point. Now, the one thing I'll point out to, to all of you and anybody who knows me is I am not built to be a marathon runner. <laughs> you know, when, I, I believe the, the right size would probably be somewhere below 200 pounds. And let's just say um, that I am well above 200 pounds. I, I, I don't think I've been under 200 pounds since I was in the 10th grade. Um, so I'm not built to run distance. There's something that happens whenever you're running a marathon and you get to the back end of the race. You get to mile 18 and everything in you wants to quit. You just want to give up, but you realize I've come this far and I can't stop now. Um, and, and, and whenever you get that far along, you have to, you have to make a decision about how you're going to finish. And, and yeah, it's a struggle getting through uh, to, to the last bit of that race. But, you know, there's something that happens whenever you get to maybe about 200 yards out and you can see that finish line. Your feet are all blistered. Your body is in a pain, a state of pain that I can't fully describe right now. Um, it is something uh, that, that would often make you want to just go ahead, lay on the side of the road and die. I don't know why, <laughs> why people put themselves through it. I don't know why I put myself through it several times. Uh, but whenever you get to that last little stretch and you see the finish line, 
something happens. There, there's some intrinsic power, some, some sort of energy that just comes from out of nowhere that makes you start sprinting even though you have nothing left in you that would help you to sprint. And, and there, there's something about wanting to finish strong. Nobody wants to, wants to be carried across the finish line. We want to we wanna exhaust ourselves getting across. And that's what the fourth quarter is all about. It's about leaving nothing in the tank. So for all of us that, that are listening right now, I want you to ask yourself the question, how much is left in the tank? I mean, here's the thing. Once we get to the end of the line, like I said, we're going to have to stand before God one day and give an account for what we did and how we used what he has given us. And we can't take anything with us here to there. We can't take anything across. Have you exhausted everything that God has put in you? To live the life that he wanted you to live. Have, have you given your best effort at everything? Have, have, you, have you tried your absolute best? Have you said, you know what? Whether things work out the way that I thought they'd work out. Whether they're, they're going the way that I want them to go. I'm going to give my everything through this process. So that he knows that whenever I get to the finish line. I could hold my head up high. And whether I win or lose in my eyes. I know that whenever I have to give an account for what I did with the time while I was here. I can look God in the eyes, hold my head up high and say, you know, I, I gave everything that I had with everything that you gave me. I left it all on the field. There was nothing left in the tank. See, nothing matters more than how we show up in the fourth quarter. We've gone through the first three quarters of life and, and you know, we, we've gone through, we've gained the wisdom we, we've went through the grueling parts of life where we had to be refined and developed and we had to go through this growth process. We've experienced prime time where we had all of the resources that we needed. We had everything coming together. And now it comes down to this. As we go through, through quarter number four, as we go through the most important part of our life, the question that we have to ask ourselves is, what are we going to do with it? It doesn't matter what happened in quarters one through three. You know, the, the, the funny thing about it is you could have messed everything up at the start of the game. Anybody remember the Super Bowl a couple of years ago where uh, the New England Patriots, I, I can't remember, I think they were down three or four touchdowns. Three or four touchdowns at the start of the game. And it doesn't matter if you're down three or four touchdowns at the start of the game, but much like the Patriots, they turned it all around, and in the fourth quarter, they came back and won. See, we could fall behind in life. Falling behind doesn't mean defeat. Because as long as God puts breath in our lungs, if our eyelids open up in the morning, then, then we have an opportunity to turn everything around. So I want to I challenge each and every one of you. If you're listening right now, if you're listening to, to the playback of the podcast at some point in time, I want to challenge you to look yourself in the mirror. And I want you to ask yourself, have I given everything that I've got thus far in the game? Whenever I have to give an account before God, am I going to be able to hold my head up high, look him in the eyes and say, yes, I did everything that you asked me to do. I gave everything that you put in me. Or am I going to go... 
and have to sit across from him, from him knowing that there's still plenty left in the tank that I didn't pour out. I know personally speaking, whenever I get to that point, I want to make sure that I'm uneaten. <laughs> I want to live full and die unempty. There's nothing that could cross over with me. I want to make sure that I've given my entire life. I've given every effort to win. Not to win for me. To win for him because I know that a price has been paid. I know that a sacrifice has been made. And you should know the same for you. So I challenge you this week to look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I putting everything out on the field in this fourth quarter? Am I going to turn it around and win the game no matter what, what stage I'm in, no matter what's happened to this point? Do I have the courage to dig deep within myself and say, I'm going to push hard to make sure that I turn everything around? If you do that, I guarantee you there's nothing that can stop you from winning. All right, guys, so I appreciate you all logging in to this episode of the Blueprint Podcast. Uh, I want to invite you, before I, I log off here, I want to invite you to uh, like and share the podcast. Now, the podcast is available on any of the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other ones out there. It's the Blueprint Podcast with Melvin Banks. I want to ask you to like it, to share it with others. I think that this message in particular is vital to everyone hearing and understanding it. I think this one could help somebody turn their life around. If we understand that there's time still on the clock, that means no matter how far behind we might be, we could still win the game. So I want to challenge each and every one of us to, to play hard, to give everything we got, and to win the game. It starts right now. Every comeback begins at some point. Right now is a good time for it to start. All right, folks, so that being said, Take that message with you, look yourself in the mirror, and ask, where am I at in the game? Have I poured it all out on the field, or is there something left in the tank? And remember, if God lifted your eyelids this morning, if there's still air going through your lungs, that means there's still something in the tank and your work isn't done. So let's put it all out on the field, give everything you got, and I'll look forward to talking to you again next week. And as always, guys, enjoy the journey.